Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rant, Rave, and Rage. I'm your host, Riley, and on this episode, I thought we would dive into why we as a society are so obsessed with personality tests. And I definitely include myself in this population of people who love to take personality tests, but I kind of want to dig into why we take so many, why there are so many different kinds, and what they kind of do for us as individuals and groups when trying to communicate who we are to other people. So I wanted to start off uh, by having a quick discussion about an article I read recently, or it was really an article I thought of because of a quote from it that got kind of memed into oblivion, but... On June 15th in 2013, Tim Kreider wrote a piece entitled, I Know What You Think of Me, for the New York Times. And he was writing about the anxiety uh, surrounding knowing what other people are thinking of you and saying about you behind your back. And it was prompted by him being copied on an email where someone was talking about him, but they weren't actually trying to talk to him. And then he goes on in this to kind of discuss the question of unconditional love and what it means to be loved by other people. And he posits that unconditional love is not ignoring all of someone's flaws, but loving someone with all of their flaws. And he ends his piece by saying, if we want the rewards of being loved, we have to submit to the mortifying ordeal of being known. The mortifying ordeal of being known. I don't think Mr. Kreider knew exactly what he was doing when he wrote that, but he really succinctly put into words the idea of other people knowing you for who you are in a way that maybe you don't even know yourself. And it is indeed, in my opinion, mortifying. But I think we as a culture kind of have an obsession these days with knowing everything we can about ourselves and being able to articulate to other people everything we can about ourselves, to be able to put it in succinct words that easily communicate to another person, these are my ideals, this is how I act, how I think, how I respond in different situations. And I wanted to look at how personality tests have kind of evolved over time. And personality tests are nothing new. They've existed in a lot of different forms for a long time. One of the ones that I came across while doing research for this episode that I kind of forgot about was the four temperaments. The last time I thought about the four temperaments was when I was a sophomore in high school doing AP Euro. And the four temperaments are... Sanguine, which is categorized as highly talkative, enthusiastic, active, and social. Choleric, which is independent, decisive, goal-oriented, and ambitious. Melancholic, which is analytical, detail-oriented, deep thinkers, and deep feelers. And phlegmatic, relaxed, peaceful, quiet, and easygoing. And the four temperaments were a way of explaining people's personality based on the idea that there was different levels of different quote-unquote humors in the human body and that by changing the amount of those humors you would change someone's personality and 
I think it's interesting that for so long, human beings have been kind of obsessed or kind of interested in being able to explain why people act the way that they do. And moving on from the four temperaments, you have stuff that's more widely known and used today, such as the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, or MBTI, as a lot of people know it, which is uh, four like categories of how people act and there's two for each category so introvert versus extrovert observant versus intuitive thinking versus feeling judging versus perceiving and you're supposed to be able to tell a lot about a person depending on what their Myers-Briggs is because there's 16 different distinct personality types and Myers-Briggs breaks it up into mind, which is introvert versus extrovert and how we interact with our surroundings, energy, which is observant versus intuitive, which is how we see the world and process information, nature, thinking versus feeling, how we make decisions and cope with emotions, and tactics, judging versus perceiving, how we approach work, planning, and decision making. And it's interesting that it's gotten... It's gone from just these four humors that explain someone's personality to 16 distinct personalities that are somehow supposed to indicate how every single person on the planet could possibly act. And then you have things that are even more recent that come from popular culture like Hogwarts houses. You know, Gryffindors are brave, Ravenclaws are smart, Hufflepuffs are loyal, Slytherins are cunning, that kind of thing. And people will take all these different types of personality tests that they've taken and put it together and say, I'm a melancholic INFJ Slytherin. And one, they expect you to know what that means. And two, they think that's kind of a substitute for kind of just interacting with a person and letting them figure out how they act on their own. And I just think it's interesting that there's like 7 billion people on earth and we are obsessed with kind of summing up people's personalities into these small categories, into these very decisive categories. And that kind of brings me to the Zodiac, which although it's not a personality test, a lot of people use it to explain personality traits. And I'm not here to say, oh, Zodiac is not real. It doesn't, the stars don't affect your personality. I love Zodiac and all of that. I like reading about it. I like reading about my sign. I'm a Virgo. I think it's fun. But I think it's also a little bit problematic to say, oh, all Virgos are like this. All Leos are like that. All Geminis are like this. And I understand that the zodiac is a lot more complicated than that with rising signs, moon signs, all of that. But I just think it's interesting how we look in all these different places to kind of explain our personalities. And going back to personality tests for a moment, I was having a conversation with my friend Molly, and we were kind of talking about like how personality tests also don't always work. And she brought up the great point that like when you're taking a personality test, like a Myers-Briggs, for example, it's easy to read the questions and figure out which 
answer is supposed to correspond with which result. It's very easy, for example, if the question is, are you the life of the party or do you stick to the fringes to figure out, well, extroverts are going to choose that they're the life of the party and introverts are going to choose that they're on the fringes. And if you're a person who's looking to confirm your own biases about how you think you act you're just going to choose the answer that you think most accurately reflects your personality which is fine i mean i think fundamentally personality tests are best used for fun i don't think they should be used to say to make any kind of moral judgments or to judge the character of a person i think they're like a fun tool a fun thing to do with your friends a fun thing to compare, especially to say, oh, I got this result. Do you feel like this is actually how I act? But I also see more often personality tests and personality type examinations being used in professional settings. For example, this summer I was um, applying to various jobs and internships, and one of them had me take basically a personality test and they preface it by saying oh there's no right answers but obviously there's gonna be screening for something when looking at the results of the personality test because otherwise there would be no reason to take it you know and companies sometimes use these because they want to quote-unquote like curate their company culture they want a certain type of person to work at their company and I personally think that's kind of problematic I one like I said think personality tests aren't very accurate at representing who a person really is but instead they do a great job of confirmation bias for people who know how to take them and I mean, I personally would think that in a working environment, you would want people with a lot of different personalities. You wouldn't want everyone with the same type of personality to work somewhere. If you have a whole bunch of introverts working somewhere, I don't know how great they'll be at communicating with each other, you know, that type of thing. So I definitely kind of find it a little bit concerning how prevalent personality tests are kind of becoming in our society as a norm. I definitely think it's kind of gone too far at this point where they're getting used in professional settings. I think they should be limited to kind of like a fun thing to do with your friends or something you do in a psychology class, not something that can affect your career, you know? That being said, some of the best personality quizzes I've ever taken have been you quizzes. I don't know if you know about the site uQuiz, but it's basically user-generated quizzes. Um, I've been taking so many of them since we entered quarantine. And let me say the different types of quizzes that people have created are one, really fun and innovative, and two, much more interesting because I don't know what the results will be or like what the different types of results are before I take the quiz. So for example... I took a quiz um, called, I took a quiz called, which little creature from PBS Kids are you? One, that's such an innovative title. (laughs) But two, 
I got Cassie from Dragon Tales, which one, this quiz reminded me of Dragon Tales, which I completely forgot was a show that I watched and loved. And two, the result kind of dragged me for filth. I'm not even like I was truly shocked when I read it. I also took like which character from Les Mis are you? I got Anjola, which that w- that one also dragged me for filth. It's just really fun because I was I didn't know what I would get and what to expect while taking the quizzes, and it was really just answering based on what felt right, what was like in my gut, and surprisingly, they were very accurate. And I think that's what personality quizzes should be. It should be a fun little exploration, a little jaunt into your own psyche, if if I may. <laughs> but I think the reason we love personality quizzes is because it's hard to succinctly explain to another person your life story, right? And you can't explain all of the different events in your life that have led you to be who you are. And so it's easier to take these touchstones from popular culture or from like the general knowledge that we all share and say, ah, yes, I have this aspect and this aspect and this aspect and something that they can easily relate to and easily understand. And so I think it kind of goes back to Mr. Kreider's point that I brought up at the beginning of this episode about wanting the rewards of being loved. We want other people to understand us and we want them a lot of times to love us, whether that's in a platonic way or a romantic way or a familial way. And in order for people to love us, they have to understand us in some sort of way and they have to know us in some sort of way. And one might argue that it's a lot less mortifying to say I'm a melancholic INFJ Slytherin than it is to sit down with someone and expose your life story, your various ups and downs, your various traumas, and expect them to still love you at the end of it. And so rather than talk about the root of why we act the way we do, we instead talk about the outcome. That's just me positing an idea. Who's to say? But with that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys are getting to know yourselves. And I hope you have fun taking various personality quizzes in your free time. See you next time!